and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. We are on our second episode of Faithfulness, and today we go to the first, um, the first book of Thessalonians, the fifth chapter and the 24th verse. Reading from the New American Standard Bible, it says, Faithfulness is who calls you, and he also will do it. The message reads, The one who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he'll do it. The New Living Version reads, The one who called you is faithful and will do what he promised. Now, in episode um, 133, we learned that faithfulness is a characteristic or attribute of our Lord, right? Today, Paul once again highlights this, but he does it to send an encouragement to the young church in Thessalonica who uh, was undergoing persecution as a result of Paul and Silas's previous visit where he preached in their Jewish synagogues and kind of got the crowd stirred up, but not in a good way. <laughs> and so his first letter to them, this is his first letter to them, checking on them to see how they're doing and to report of his status. At the time of this letter, he and Silas were um, with our crazy fellow believers in Corinth, right? We know that the church in Corinth had some issues, just like our churches today. Um, The um, precursor to this verse is Paul declaring over them that God grant them peace and safety, which of course attests to the fact that they had been undergoing persecution, which he then follows up with God is faithful. And I want us to concentrate on three things in this verse. First, that God is faithful. Two, that he has called you. Sounds like last episode, right? And three, that he will bring it to pass. Last episode, we dealt with the faithfulness of God and we know that he is faithful. We discovered that the root of his faithfulness is love, which is to be our foundation as as well as it is not a coincidence that love is the first element of the fruit of the Spirit, and therefore love is to be our foundation in how we deal with others. Um, it allows the other elements of the fruit of the Spirit to be ushered in, I believe. Second, my dear friends, God has called you. It may not be to a church or a pulpit, right? But make no mistake, God has called you. He's called you into relationship with him, and he's called you into service with him. And this is what I want to deal with, the service that he's called you into. Each Christian, let me say it again, each and every Christian has a calling on their life. God has called you to do something. And let me let you in on a little secret. Normally, it's not just one thing. This podcast is centered on caregiving, which is a ministry. So if you are a caregiver, that is just one calling God may be calling you to do, at least in this given season. But if you're, you could be a spouse, you could be a lawyer, you could have another day job. That's also a calling, so to speak. I think that we in the Christian community, we have an extremely myopic view of our understanding of how God works. We either try to water his word down so much that it has no applicability, or we make it so complicated that no one can understand it. The theology of Greta Bennett is that God is good and that he operates in his own sphere, and my role is to be an obedient child. 
and attentive to his word and him, to be watchful and not try to figure him out, but allow him to be who he is and then do what he says he's to do. Now granted, it took me a while to get to this, so it may take you a little while too. So with that philosophy in mind, I understand that calling, and I'm using air quotes, is not the fancy, it's not a fancy title, although it could be. Ministry, you could be called to to be a quote-unquote minister where, you know, you're in front of a congregation. You could be a worship leader or you could be a biblical scholar or a teacher and so much more. If we as believers are to truly surrender to Christ, then our lives, our lives are the ministry, right? It's the service that we give to him. Our lives, which he has given us in the first place, it's, they're his, Whatever we are doing can be and should be considered ministry to our Lord. Even in our investigation of the fruit of the Spirit, um, we can see that not that all of the elements of the fruit of the Spirit, they, they lend to like everyday living, and we can apply them to our everyday lives. As a, as a matter of fact, I believe that they're more practical. You know, they're just practical. They're not super-duper spiritual or mystical, but they're heart-based. If you have a desire to open a restaurant or you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, why can't that be a calling? It very much is. You have employees whom you influence. Could they not benefit from seeing a Christian operating in the fruit of the Spirit? Absolutely. Or if you're an employee, could not your boss and your fellow employees benefit from seeing how a Christian employee behaves operating in the fruit of the Spirit? You betcha. That is how the gospel of Christ is spread. Realistically, were you aware, at least here in America, that church attendance is declining? You wonder why? My theory is they don't see any difference between us and them. We still, and when I mean we, I mean the body of Christ, you know, children of God. We steal, we cheat, we lie, we manipulate, we allow injustices to occur, and then have the audacity to say and believe that our behavior is sanctioned by God when it is not. We're not making an impact in our world. Instead, we have allowed the world to impact our services and our lives. We get caught up on one cause and overlook many other atrocities and injustices and say, oh yeah, God will take care of that. We'll let God handle that. That's God's business. But when I survey the word of God, (laughs) the way God has taken care of issues and has orchestrated scenarios in the Bible, it's through his people. He uses them and he wants to use us. If we're unwilling then shame on us. And no wonder our communities are in helter-skelter. No wonder no one wants to hear about the love of Christ. They don't want to hear because they're not seeing the love of Christ in the very people who claim to be his followers. You have a calling. Identify what it is and then surrender and operate in it. Thirdly, God will do what he says he will do. If he said it, It's going to happen. That's what being faithful is, isn't it? It's being able to count on the person because you know they're going to show up every time, no matter what. I personally want to be known as a person 
who keeps her word. That if I said it, then you can count on it as being done. If I said I'd do it, then you know it's being done. If I say, hey, the sky is purple outside, you don't even need to go outside because the sky is purple outside. In my season of caregiving, I shared in my story that God told me to take my mother in and that she would have a life and that I would have a life. See, I had no um, imagination or intent for my mother to come live with me. I was going to put her in assisted living, remember? But God had another plan, right? But when he told me to take my mother in, he also made a promise to me that I would have a life and she would too. And it was during those emotional and physically trying days that occurred many times in my season of caregiving is when that promise would resurface in my heart and then it would bring me comfort because I knew that he's faithful and that I would have a life and that mama would have a life too. And it would allow me to really look at things from a different perspective versus the woe is me and what's happening right now. And I could step out and see what has occurred. And you know, there's a hymn that says, count your blessings, name them one by one. That's kind of what, when the spirit would remind me of what God said, it would it would make me do that. I'm like, oh yeah, I have been able to do this. He did that here. Okay, this is just, and, 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 and it was more of a realistic picture because we have a tendency to get bogged down in the, what's happening right in front of us and the enemy can use that to keep us spiraling out of control but because I knew he was faithful it would allow me to continue on with the day with a good attitude and then eventually God would bring it about to where I could take a break or mama would be able to do something or she'd get a little better or whatever it was and then I'd have to give you guys you know I I've given you I've given you my testimony of how God allowed me to retire on my terms that was I that I was able to travel that I was able to live my life that's what he said that I'd have a life mama had a very rich life through me the cookouts and the various things that I'd have at the house oh my gosh she'd relish in those events whether they'd be fourth of july barbecues christmas dinner easter dinner whatever you know other organizations that i would be in sometimes i'd host um a function for my office oh my gosh she loved it she loved it and she got to travel too as well she had a life just like he said she would and so what i want to stress to you during your season of caregiving is that one it is a calling and two that Since God has called you, he will be faithful to provide and equip you with what you need to continue this season to its completion. Perhaps God has given you a specific promise as he's given me. Hone in on that and bring that to surface when you're experiencing some more difficult days. Our God is faithful, so we can trust him. You can trust him. Let's pray. Dear faithful, holy God, we thank you for being a God who is dependable. That if you said it, we can count it as being done. You are our example of what faithfulness is to look like. And so help us to keep looking to you as the author and finisher.
measure of our faith and to come to you each and every day asking for help and strength in order to walk each day out with victory, allowing our lives to be a witness to your goodness and your faithfulness. Help us to trust you in these times of, in this season of caregiving, because it won't be easy watching what our loved ones are going through and maneuvering the various bureaucracies and systems that we all have to maneuver in the medical field or in the insurance field or what have you in our in our societies. But through it all, help us to remember that you're faithful and help us to in turn be faithful to you. Bless each and every person who's listening to this podcast. They need you. They've dialed in because you have placed it in their hearts and you have orchestrated things to where they would listen and help them not hear Greta Bennett, but help them to hear you, Lord, Jesus Christ, your heart speaking directly to them and help them to hear you say that you love them. We love you and we thank you for allowing us to come before you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You have a good day today. And remember that the God you serve is faithful. And I want you to learn how to be faithful to him. Now go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus.